I think I am going live right now um, on Facebook, I think. Yeah, so I'm trying something new here, but it looks like it's working. Uh, How is everybody? So Zulu time, episode number 16. We got a bunch of good stuff coming out today. Uh, Today we're going to talk about how you can play your best health cards how you can play your best health cards. And so I'm going to take you back down to the memory lane. When I was back in, um, in college, I, w- I actually did a lot of DNA research, a lot of DNA with something uh, called um, SIRNA. SIRNA is something that you put to the genes and you knock genes out. You can take genes out. And, I'll, and, and that's kind of like saying that like if you have a cookbook, and every day, let's say that you read through your cookbook and you, um, you read through your cookbook and, and there is like pages on the cookbook, right? With information as to how to cook it, the ingredients, everything, right? And so think about the cookbook as the DNA. The DNA is like the cookbook of our body. Everything we do, every protein, every, you know, everything is, is like coded there right so there is like the framework to building everything so what i used to do in research was actually is like rip a page off right and so and what we were doing at that time was actually we were ripping um one of the genes off these uh cells from the lungs of mouses and we would see if when we took that gene um would would it be harder for this uh, cells to actually be resilient to um, is like extensive long trauma. Does that make sense? So uh, little mouses, they take the cells out of the little mouses from the lungs. Uh, we had them, you know, a bunch of them, and we would take genes out of the cells. And these genes were actually protecting them all the time. And to see whether we could, pro- whether, whether by taking the protection out, like, could they still defend? And, and, and I think, you know, it fascinated me at that time because I was like, wow, you can take genes in and out of things. So I knew this was going to be a big part of medicine and a big part of healthcare in the future. And fast forward, you know, I, but I always wonder how it was going to play out. And I think the first time that I realized that it was going to be a pretty big deal was when I saw Patrick Nan. If those, was, those of you who are not familiar, uh, he is a uh, major influence in healthcare in the world, really. Uh, and amazing. Uh, he's a surgeon and also a business guy. Uh, his companies are huge and he makes a big impact in the, in the world. And he's making a big impact uh, in the world. And he actually has used epigenetics uh, to treat uh, pancreatic cancer, which uses it to guide the treatment of pancreatic cancer, better said. Um, and what, is the, what does this all mean? Well, it means here is the bottom line, right? Pancreatic cancer was crap, was like uh, a death sentence pretty much, right? And so and there, and, and, but when you combine different medications, different chemotherapies, different tech, uh, approaches, the patients do better. And some patients would do better, but then you would give that cocktail to other patients and they wouldn't do good at all. So Patrick uh, Nan started asking himself, like, how could we predict whether these chemotherapy agents are actually like 
going to do well for that person or not? How could we predict if the diabetes medication that I'm going to take is going to be good for that person or not? How could I predict if the statin that I'm going to take for cholesterol is going to hurt my muscles or not? Is that possible? Yes, it is. It's becoming possible now. So what he's doing with pancreatic cancer is actually taking the genetic uh, map, genome of that person, and actually mapping it out and seeing um, if these medications have an effect on this person at a DNA level, right? And then you take a thousand patients and you get their genomes and how their genes express And then, so if a patient new comes in, you just kind of compare them to other patients and you can tell, oh yeah, these these group of chemotherapy agents are going to actually help that patient. Or, oh, this group of chemotherapy agents are actually going to hurt that patient. And so epigenetics is really going to play a major, major, major role in healthcare. It's already starting to, and it almost like, you know, when I hear practitioners that have been practicing with uh, the tools of epigenetics for, you know, 10 years or so, you almost feel like when you leave that room, you almost feel like you are actually um, blindfolded in a way, because not using it is like uh, throwing, you know, darts with a blindfold. Um, Why is that? Well, because with epigenetics, you can get the, uh, the, 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 the map of a person, right, of the blueprint of this person and say, okay, how does metformin, you know, for diabetes, how does that do? Um, how does this do? How does that do? And it also allows you to see patterns in people. Um, people who worry a lot tend to have uh, a way of expressing their epigenetic maps and people who are very relaxed tend to express their epigenetic maps in a different way. Um, and so this is very real, very data-driven. And it's amazing because then you can compare that to see whether someone is actually going to respond to a medication even before you give it. And you can actually predict whether that person is going to respond to a medication. In the future, I think we're probably not going to use medication before doing this. You know, it's going to be like, like once you have that, you can't go back, right? It's like, it's like try, to, try to live without Google. And so I think it's going to be like that because it's almost like using medications without that piece of information is a little bit of a blindfold, right? Um, in terms of side effects, in terms of everything, in terms of response. So I really believe that um, the future, how do we play your best cards now, you know, is like, like that saying that says, you know, make the best of it, make the best of it. And so I think that when you talk to practitioners that do epigenetics, um, it is a very common practice that they, once the patient knows that, oh, I'm, I worry so much because of that, because of those genes, uh, because of that, I worry so much because of the way that those genes are being expressed. And so it's almost like a big relief because people is like they stop blaming themselves, right? And so it's like you play your best card. So those were the cards that I got played. For instance, my epigenetic uh, map has a high affinity for like leaving a lot of uh, excitatory neurotransmitters. So like neurotransmitters that are like epinephrine, adrenaline, like a lot of the fight and flight, right? And so then, okay, if that's the case, then how do I work with it, right? How do I do, how do I, how do I finagle it so that I, so that I can use different um, medications, 
to target specific things when I need it and, and be able to predict that. Or I know then that I'm predisposed to like um, going too hard or not stopping or, and so you, you kind of learn, uh, it allows you to learn your weaknesses even better and better yet when you're about to take medications. Um, and so, so it's really going to be an interesting time uh, because a lot of medications are going to be tested uh, against your genome, against your genetic expression. So to see whether what type of effects it has or not. And um, a lot has to do with a little switch that the genes have, whether to turn them on or off. And through different chemicals, you can actually do this to turn different genes off or on. And so if you have more questions about this, I'm going to go into a little more detail in later episodes about what epigenetics, but this is the bottom line for now that I want you to take away. If you're a practitioner, know that this is a tool that is going to be so helpful to treat your patients and to know what your patients are going to have side effects, whether they're going to respond to different medications and chemotherapies or not. So that's that. Um, and then as a patient, know that it's coming now where you can actually know yourself like even better as to like your genetic expression and how those genes actually um, result in a chemistry, like the chemistry of you, right? And how many uh, chemistry of you is like way excitatory or down where it's like going to be more relaxed or uh, going to be make you more prone to this or it's going to make you more prone to that and so knowing that now you have like some cards and you say okay like now that I know that I'm going to take this behavior pattern I'm going to take that behavior pattern so that I can uh, offset that or even uh, synergize with it so really exciting time and I think you know in the next 10 20 years is going to be a really 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 transformative time for medicine because that's truly going to be personalized Yes, personalized, like listening to the patient, listening to what they want, but actually looking at their past, meaning what they're bringing in terms of their genes, at their present, what they've created so far, and where they want to go in the future. And so it's going to be really exciting times for medicine. And I'm so excited about that. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns for the next episode, let us know. We will address them. And we will definitely be talking more about epigenetics because it's a hot, 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 hot right now. All right, everybody, have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful day. Until next episode, Dr. Z here. Take care.